WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Your guys, Cody and Derek here. Guys, my goodness, a lot's been happening in the Colts land with the Colts basically needing to replace their entire defensive staff. Absolutely crazy stuff happening right now around the Colts. So a lot of the free agent talk has kind of been put on the back burner a little bit, Derek, here as of recent. But, you know, we made a video, Derek, about just some of the positions of need after we watched, you know, last the last week's round of the playoffs, right? We talked about that a little bit. We mentioned a few positions. And after that video, I kind of thought, man, it would be really cool to talk about all these different positions in kind of a different light, you know? Because Chris Ballard in his end-of-the-year presser, he talked about some of these positions, talked about potentially, you know, short-term fixing some of these positions of need um, long or long-term fixing some of these positions of need. So we wanted to kind of give our perspective on if we think the Colts should short-term or long-term address a certain position. And the way we'll do it, we'll start with offense. We have four offensive positions that we're going to look at, and we have, I believe, two defensive positions that we're going to look at today. Now, the argument could be made that there's other positions, I know, but we're for the sake of argument, we're going to stick with these six positions. So let's start, Derek, with the most important position on the field, the quarterback position, and now... I'll start here with a caveat because, you know, it's very likely that the Colts may not try to upgrade this year, you know. But in this scenario, if the Colts were to look, you know, to do that, how do you think they should address it? Should they go for more of a long-term approach, which would probably should, would be like the the draft or, you know, trading for a guy? Or should they go short-term approach, maybe bring in a veteran for a year or so? What is your opinion on the quarterback position? How do you think the Colts should potentially address it if they want to address it at all this offseason? Well, I think it's important that we start off by insinuating the fact that you and I both agree that the Colts need to find the long-term fix for this position, okay? I, I think it's safe to say that that's obviously the scenario. Regardless whether they go the long-term situation or they're going to go short-term, either way, they're going to have to figure out their guy, right? But in right. this particular instance, with the team that built the way it is right now, you're talking about what which option do you think is the best option for you to win games now? And when we're talking about it, I think it's important that the Colts address this in the short-term version. That's just me. I think that there are quarterbacks out there that you could trade for that can make this team elevate at an all-time high. And I think it's important that the Colts address that short-term uh, fix right now at quarterback while this team has that window. And, of course, you're, you're confident in your ability to draft. We're all confident in what Ballard has been doing with you know bringing in some of these great players. And the foundation of this team is set and what it wants. 
But, you know, for this kind of situation, of course you're going to have to find your long-term guy in the future, whether that is Carson Wentz and we just need to give him more time or it's bringing in another quarterback. Yes, you have to figure that out. But I think that it's – you're at a moment here when you're not a – you're not a Jacksonville Jaguars and you're not a team like Washington – that needs that franchise guy at the moment to be able to win football games. This roster is built better than that. And I think it's important that you figure out the short-term solution to how you can keep winning games now for another year or two. And then when you think you've known what you need to get, then you go and fix that long-term solution when you think you have it. And also when you have the draft capital and other things to be able to do that. Right now, the Colts don't have that luxury. They don't have the luxury of these uh, of the draft capital being able to move up into the draft to go and get a quarterback of their dreams. And they're not in a position to be able to do that with how this team is built because they're going to win 9, 10, 11 games every year. So they're not going to be at the bottom of the first round. So you're not going to have really much of a chance to do that right now. So you need to start thinking in short-term effects of which quarterback gives you the best opportunity to win. And that's essentially what the Colts thought they were doing last year when they traded for Carson Wentz, right? Because they were a playoff team last year and they were like, hey, we could just find our guy. You know, they kind of, that's why they kind of took a chance with Wentz, traded away that first round pick because, I mean, from a, let's be honest, Derek, from a talent standpoint, you're not going to get a, probably a quarterback that's as physically gifted as Carson Wentz. Now, you know, you may very well may, but you kind of knew what Carson Wentz was. Whereas later in the first round, it gets a little murky sometimes. And I kind of look at it like this, you know, if you do. You know, fit. You know, address the quarterback position. If you trade for a guy, you know, or whatever, it has to be a short-term fix. You know, you got to get a guy that's not a project, essentially. But that is only if you feel like you need to do that, and you really feel like you need to move on from Carson Wentz this year. You know, as much as Ballard said, I don't want to band-aid this position anymore. I almost think you kind of have to, whether it is Wentz, whether it is somebody else, at least for one more year, right? Because you think about it, next year, you know, if there's a quarterback that the Colts really, really fall in love with. And they're like, we need to get our franchise guy. Boom, you can either, you know, basically trade away Carson Wentz, release Carson Wentz, and go get your guy. You know, you can trade up. You're going to have more draft capital next year in order to do that if you really, truly believe in a guy. So, yeah, I think right now, unfortunately, everybody wants, you know, the franchise guy for the next five to ten years. But I think you kind of do have to short-term band-aided if indeed you do address it because there are other positions that I feel like and we're going to get into I feel like you need to address now for the long term right down the road down the stretch so you know with that let's transition to wide receiver because there is uh, not a whole lot at wide receiver outside of Michael Pittman right now you know T.Y. Hilton's a free agent not even sure if he's going to play this next year he's contemplating retirement you know Zach Pascal's a free agent Paris Campbell's never stayed healthy so you really have Nothing. The cover is pretty bare in terms of wide receivers outside of Michael Pittman. And we talked about it on the podcast before, Derek, how you know you look at teams like Cincinnati, you look at teams, you know, even like Tampa Bay, like some of those teams that are consistently in it. And the major difference is the weapons, you know, between the Colts and those teams. I mean, we could argue, we even said like that Cincinnati receiving core, we could argue the top three wide receivers are better than the Colts number one wide receiver right now. And that's not okay. You know, that's not okay with 
trying to give your your offense weapons and trying to be able to be a playoff contender, Derek, if you want to be a playoff contender, you need to be able to move the ball when it matters. Your offense needs to be able to come through when it matters. And you have to give your quarterback, whether it is Wentz, whether it's somebody else, you have to give them weapons. So, But in terms of the, the sake of this conversation, what do you think for this team? Do they need to go more short-term and try to fix it? Or do they need to potentially go long-term here? I mean, I think this is one of the only positions on this team where I'm actually saying I think we should do both. Uh, I think you need to overhaul on both terms. You know, I mean, there's going to be some wide receivers in this draft that in the second round, if you decide to go that route, you can get a guy. There are going to be a couple of guys. I mean, I know we may not get the Garrett Wilsons or the Chris Olaves or the David Bell, maybe something like that. But there are a few guys in this draft that in that second round, maybe you trade up just a little bit, a few spots to go get a guy that you want, kind of like what Ballard did two years ago when he traded up four spots to go get uh, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, that was a that was well worth it in the end. And that's what you maybe have to do there. And then, of course, I know everyone is saying there's a couple people in the indie media or people who follow the Colts that have said that they would much prefer the Colts address it in the draft rather than spending that kind of money on uh, a wide receiver. Now, I just heard something about Devontae Adams and what he's potentially looking at getting this offseason. I'll save that for the stream that we have later. But, I mean, it's a gross amount of money. I mean, it is gross. I mean, if that is true, I, I don't even want it. I don't even want it at that point. That is like absolutely amazing how much money. Now, granted, Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in the game, in my opinion, but you know, there's still factors that go into that. And I just don't understand why you would want to pay a receiver $30 million. Again, wide receivers are important in this league, but $30 million expensive a year expensive, that might be just too much for me. That, there's not even quarterbacks that are making that much money. Like, you can't tell me that a, that the most valuable wide receiver in the league is more valuable than any quarterback in the league. It's just not it, – it just doesn't happen that way. So to be expected to be that giving that much money uh, – granted, I know if we're going to get one of the big guys, then, yeah, you're going to have to spend some money. You're going to have to fork it up. And Ballard's going to have to create some cap situations where we can do that. And we will be able to do that. It's just, again, where do you draw that line? And that's, again, up for Ballard to decide. But, again, like I said in my original point, I think this is something you have to double dip in going for the short-term fix and the long-term fix. Because, again, the long-term fix, if you're banking on – another rookie wide receiver to come in and help your third year wide receiver who's still just coming into his own that may not work for you that might not be that probably won't be enough and you need to be able to get somebody who you know is going to come in and make that work right there right now it's similar last year to defensive end right and we feel like the Colts didn't do the right thing where they let a veteran go right they let a guy that you kind of knew what he was and did Nico Watry go and they went elected to go two rookies, right? And ultimately, that backfired on them for this year. Now, Quiddy and Dio could honestly be super good, you know, next year. But in terms of this past season, it really hurt the team. It really hurt the team that they didn't do that. And so I agree. I mean, I think the cupboard's bare enough 
where you need to double dip in both. You need there's so many good free agent wide receivers on the market, Derek, and so many good guys in the draft. It's almost like it would be almost silly to not do that, you know, to not get multiple guys in the building and, and just upgrade that position. It's just, it's in dire need of an upgrade. Yeah. You know, you if you I would honestly say if you did that, you still might need to get another guy. Like that's how they uh that's how I guess bare the cupboard is right now at wide receiver. I think you need to address it multiple ways this year, not just one guy, multiple guys, if not three or four, honestly, at this point for me. I, don't, I, I wouldn't have an issue if they just went all out on wide receiver this offseason because they need to. They need to. And that also transitions us to tight end, Derek, because in a similar way, the cupboard's kind of looking a little bit bare too, especially if Jack Doyle hangs it up. I mean, you got Mo Ali Cox, who's a free agent, and you got Kylan Granson, who you drafted last year, that really wasn't even involved in the offense a whole lot. So you got to potentially upgrade tight end as well. The question is, how do you upgrade the tight end? Do you go short term? Do you go long term? What are your thoughts on that? I think this one's short term. I mean, this one's com- uh, really obvious for me. I mean, you drafted Granson to be that long term option. You know, that's what you need to do. And you need to get him more involved in the offense because he showed at times when he's in there, he is able to hang with those guys. And we just didn't really get him involved in the offense that much. And like I said, my opinion on Molly Cox, again, has amazing potential, but sometimes he just lets those opportunities that he gets slip. And I don't like that. And, you know, the the Colts need to get a short-term, productive, good tight end, receiving tight end, let me rephrase that, receiving tight end that's good and productive and can go out and add to this passing offense because, you know, you saw what Zach Ertz was doing, you saw what other guys and systems are doing, you know, I think, and who knows if Rob Gronkowski is going to be available. I mean, I think he's a free agent this year and, you know, with Tom Brady uh, retiring, then, uh, you know, maybe that, Maybe that influences his decision to want to go elsewhere. I doubt it because I think he'll probably retire along with him. But either way, uh, at the tight end position, you do need that short-term productive tight end who can get you, who can mentor Granson, who can go and teach these guys the ability to be able to go and uh, not only block but also be able to receive. I think that's clear-cut. You need to find that short-term solution. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, and there's a couple guys like Dalton Schultz, uh, Mike Gesicki, a couple guys that I think would fit really well into this Colts offense. So, yeah, and there's also also obviously more guys that you could look at at the tight end position. But 
I think, yeah, maybe short term. It's weird because it's like short term, but it might be for multiple years. It might not just be a one year deal. You know, I could see them getting a guy for three or four years, honestly, at the tight end position. I think they just need to figure that out for short term slash long term. It's kind of like a medium, you know, term kind of thing for tight end. If you do sign a guy, I would be, I would be on board with that because you kind of have band-aided it for a while too, you know, so it's kind of time to start ripping the band-aid off and doing some work at your skilled positions. All right, last position, Derek, here on offense. Let's talk about left tackle. Now, left tackle is interesting because it's obviously a need, but I don't know if a lot of people have looked at it as a big of need as they did last offseason for whatever reason. Um, I think things like wide receiver, like quarterback, those things have kind of taken precedence over left tackle. Now, Ballard kind of mentioned left tackle a little bit in his press conference, and I kind of felt like he was sort of talking about potentially addressing it short term, you know? like finding a free agent or something like that for a year. What are your thoughts? Well, I'll tell you what, based on what I've seen from the market, I think this is something that you might want to try to find long-term, you know, but the only problem you have with that, uh, that ability is, is that, you know, where you are in the draft, if you decide to draft one in the second round, I mean, what are the likelihood of that being your future left tackle, right? So it's kind of one of those situations where, you know, you almost have to address it short term at this point because, you know, you're not going to go draft one, especially one that's going to be, you know, your future uh, for the next 10 years. So you really have to kind of band-aid that spot. You know, you feel good about where the rest of your offensive line is, whether that is bringing Eric Fisher back on a, on a uh, very short deal um, and a, a small deal at that. No, no paying $10 million again. Uh, this year and you know doing that I mean or finding another guy in free agency that you think he could pay uh, less money that could do relatively the same job you know it's it's one of those situations where the Colts are almost forced to be in a short-term solution status for this specific position yeah I think you're yeah you're kind of unfortunately when it comes to the peg of importance, left tackle is not necessarily the one that's up there. It's probably, honestly, out of all these positions we're going to look at, not probably not the least important, but it's definitely there's definitely a couple things that I would address first before I would go try to find a left tackle, honestly. Um, so with that being said, let's move over to an area that's probably the most important, if not one of the most important. That's got to be defensive end, Derek. It's got to be defensive end. I mean, you have swung and missed multiple times on draft picks when it comes to defensive end. You just drafted a a couple guys this last draft. You liked a little bit of what you saw. You need to see more from them. They were rookies, to be fair. But you have really nobody right now that you feel confident as your full-time starter on the other side beside Quiddy Pay. And I think you need to go out there and address it. You know, I know Tyquan Lewis is probably going to be brought back. But I feel like with all these, like, stars that are going to be on the market potentially. Yeah, I mean, I this is need to go obvious short-term solution. This has to be. Because you drafted two guys that you think is going to be your long-term solution. So we still have yet to figure that out. But right now, they are not short-term. They are not going to be the difference that this team needs to getting pass rush. They are just not. They're not quite there yet. They haven't had time to adjust. They haven't had time to adapt. They haven't had time to tone in their skills and be able to be healthy long enough to be able to do that. So what you need to do is you need to go find a guy. And I said it in the video, I think a few days ago, I was adamant and I kept saying it. 
This position needs to be addressed this offseason. There cannot be a, a, a big goose egg dropped on this position this offseason. It can't happen. The, the last offseason, when we're talking about all these pass rushers, Cody, that Ballard just let walk through and didn't even try to get one of them, and there they are, a bunch of them out there doing fantastic things for these other teams. And yet here we are. We drafted two guys who I think can still be studs. But in this year, they did absolutely nothing to help the pass rush on this team. And that is something that absolutely needs to be addressed for short, short term. You, either whether it's one year, two years, three years, I don't care. Somebody needs to be brought in to make this defensive line better at getting to the quarterback. And especially in this conference, when you have probably four of the top five best quarterbacks in the league inside this conference that you're going to be facing these quarterbacks for the next 10 years, you have got to make sure that you can get somebody that gets to the quarterback. Because right now, the Colts just don't have one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yep. And that's not a slant at Quiddy Pay or Dio, you know? Like, it's not, but let's be honest, Quiddy Pay had four sacks. Like, that's not going to get the job done, you know? And I know he has a chance to really improve, and hopefully he doubles or more next year in his sack total. But, yeah, you need a guy that's your alpha, man. You need somebody, like I said in the last video, you need somebody that that offensive line's planned for. You know, offenses scheme against this guy. You know, like you need a guy that they're like, watch out for that guy. You needed to force Buckner on the end. You know, you need somebody like that. That team's fear. It strikes fear into the heart of an opposing offense. And the Colts just don't have that right now. So, yeah, I think you have the chance to go address it and really help out your defensive line a lot because the interior I thought was absolutely fine last year. I thought it was probably uh, actually pretty good, you know, all things considered. Um, but you just felt that lack of edge pressure, you mm -hmm. know, like DeForest Buckner, he needs help on that defensive line. He does. And, you know, you, you feel like your, your defense is trending in the right direction. This is the next step in order to get them from – Pretty good last year to great. They haven't got there, you know? They're not there yet. You're going to have to replace your entire defensive staff. Why not help them out? Why not help your defensive line, whoever that is, your new defensive line coach, help them out so that they don't have to continue to develop these guys, right? You know, 
Like, in developing these guys is big. They're going to have to do that with Quiddy. They're going to have to do that with Dio. But give them a guy, man. Give them a guy. Feels like every other position, they have a guy, you know? Like, defensive tackle has a guy. Linebackers have a guy. Safeties There's have a just guy. not Corners one right now. There's not one defensive right end? now. We definitely think uh, that there's some young guys at this defensive no. end group that can become something. It's just ultimate issue is you don't know right now. And it's good to right. find someone that you know has is capable of right. getting to the quarterback because their body of work shows it. Yep. And it, that's yeah. the only position right now on this defense that I think has a lot of questions, you know, and not a lot of answers, honestly. Like you could I could make mm-hmm. an argument for every other position group on this defense with a player. Yeah. I can't really do that for defensive end. I can say I hope that that happens. I can't say right. definitively because of this player, this position's fine. I can't. I seriously can't. And that's why honestly, Derek, when we look at all the positions and of unfortunately, need, defensive end is the only glaring one that sticks and out how on this it works. The defensive end group is, outside of quarterback, the most important position in today's NFL. You know, being able to rush the quarterback is more important than ever. And if you don't have one of those guys, you know, you're just sticking yourself out to dry unless the rest of your defense is, like, as elite as ever. And, I mean, this defense definitely can create turnovers. It definitely can get stops. but But it's not elite. It's not elite. So, you know, asking the other nine guys to step up when the other two just can't do their job to that extent yet is doing a disservice to the rest of the defense. I mean, how many times this year, especially against the Colts, it felt like, did defensive end matter? Man? Did edge rush yeah. matter? And swung the game in the opposing team's favor. I keep going back to the Tampa Bay game, man. I cannot get that out of my mind for whatever reason. Shaq Barrett around the edge, beats Eric Fisher, strip sack Carson Wentz, you know, and that changed the entire game. The Colts were going to go in and score again. That wasn't wasn't even going to be a game, man. Because of that and one play by Shaq I'll Barrett, go, I'll even go everything changed Pay. for the Bucks. Remember and when Cody Pay uh, strip sack Josh Allen in uh, the Bills game? The, the Bills, they're marching down the field. They thought yeah. they had a shot. They thought they had a shot of scoring right before halftime. Nope. Quinny Pay took that one from you. You know, I mean, it's so – it's deflating. Like, I mean, we talk about yep. Darius Leonard's takeaways and how deflating that is. Of course it is. But, you know, also being able to get those strip sacks or even just sacks in general, just so deflating for an offense that's moving down the field and then to get those sacks for five to ten yards lost it's just such a bummer for an offense. And, you know, the Colts just can't do that efficiently right now with the group that we have. I'll say this. Until the Colts get their defensive end problems figured out and they get a consistent pass rush, they're going to keep blowing leads. Yes. Plain and simple. If you can't get to the quarterback, you're going to blow leads. The Colts blew so many leads this year. And we can, I mean, you can point to so many factors. But the one I keep coming back to, Derek, is you could not get yeah. the stops from them. I mean, you know, which means the, the you Ravens could not game. get to the quarterback. I mean, with how that. many times did Lamar get touched in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Barely. Uh, Ryan yeah. Tannehill, you know, they didn't have Der- Derrick Henry. Exactly. So why was there no consistent pass rush on Tannehill? Tannehill still finding AJ Brown for 155 yards receiving. You know, like all these games that were so pivotal 
that late in games, we just couldn't get pressure. You know, I mean, it's just, it's a rough thing. Yep. And, and even, even the Raiders game, Derek Carr goes down and marches out and wins that game for the Raiders and the Colts don't have a shot on offense. Yeah. Because they had no pass rush. Once again, it's going to continue to haunt this team until they figure it out. Mm-hmm. And if Chris Ballard wants this team to stop blowing leads, he's got to address it where it matters. Yes. Plain and simple. I don't think it's that hard. I, I don't. Right. Think it's that I mean, hard, of course, you know? it's difficult finding the right guy. I get it. I mean, it's not. It's not the as easy as saying, "Oh, well, the best defensive end, we got to go get him." Like, it, obviously, that's not it. But I mean, it's not the fact that not only has Ballard not tried to address it in free agency, he's also made it worse by letting our own guys go in free agency when we actually could have used those guys. We keep going back to the Danico Autry thing. Autry, again, had 10 sacks this year for Tennessee. You know, he was he was pretty good. You know, you don't think the Colts would have enjoyed having Danico Autry on opposite side of Quiddy Pay? You don't think that they would have enjoyed having it, – it's not like Danico Autry was elite, but he was still a lot more consistent in getting pressure on the quarterback than, than uh, what, Al-Qadi Muhammad was this year for us. So, I mean, I thought that would have been better for us. Yep. So they need to address it. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. Short term is probably the solution because I'm kind of overdrafting some guys, like you said. Yeah. So short term is a solution for me, and I think for you as well. Yeah. Let's move on to the last position. Now, this is an interesting position, Derek, because I don't feel like the Colts need to find a, necessarily a starter here, but I feel like the depth is so important. That's that defensive back, whether it's cornerback, whether it's safety. The Colts need to find some more depth because, you know, we all know the parody of the NFL. We all know how people get injured. I feel like you need to draft a corner about every year, you know? And the Colts have three good ones. They have three really good corners right now. But the question is, when Rocky Sin goes down in that Jacksonville game, who do you got? Chris Chesley, right? Yeah. Anthony Chesley. You can't have that. You can't have a guy like that, you know, mm-hmm. who cannot play, who's getting blown out of the building by an offense that couldn't score, you know, for, for most of the season. Like you just can't have that. So you gotta find some guys. You got I think honestly, Derek, this is for me is, is one that I think needs to probably be both ways. It needs to be both short term and long term. I think you need to find a vet. But I also think I wouldn't be opposed to drafting a guy maybe in the mid rounds as well mm-hmm. for corner and safety. What are your thoughts on this position or these positions, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Um, you know, trying to find another corner in the draft is definitely a good sign. I mean, we found it, Isaiah Rogers in the freaking, uh, what was it, sixth round of the sixth 2020 round, draft. Yeah. And, you know, you see what he's doing. And, uh, you know, we'll see if the departure of James Rowe will uh, make that worse for Isaiah Rogers moving forward. Because obviously he was, he made tremendous strides this year and what he was trying to accomplish in being a corner. Um, we'll see what happens there. I, I agree with you that it, that you could try to find a more long-term solution, but I'm thinking of it in the sense of you know who your starters are at this point, or at least should be going forward and seeing them try mm-hmm. to improve. So I'm looking at it more from a short-term perspective, right? I'm thinking yeah. sign some guys. I don't care if they're if they're guys that are on the practice squad of other teams and you think that they can come in and be those depth pieces, I don't care. But the Colts need to really invest some time in the corner depth this offseason. Because this season, my God, they were riddled with injuries. 
Yeah, I mean, it was, it was bad. I mean, it's it's remarkable that the Colts secondary did as good as it did this year, given everything it had to battle through, which, again, is why I thought it was the most improved position of the entire team. Uh, so, you know, I think it is important, that short-term solution to try to find whatever depth that you can get, at least that way you can see whether or not Rocky is seen or uh, Isaiah Rogers is going to continue to be your future at corners. Um, obviously, Kenny Moore, you know, we know he's going to be our nickel corner of the future, no question about it. But, yeah, I mean, the jury's still out on the uh, young corners that we have, but I think that, you know, they've made good strides, and that's why it makes me hesitant to go long-term with that. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to add depth, though, you know, and mm-hmm. add young depth. I'm totally fine with that at both positions, honestly. But, yeah, I do feel like there's probably going to be a few vets out there that will just help you out in that department. Yeah. That's honestly, Derek, why I would be okay re-signing TJ Carey because he has that versatility. You know, he can play corner and he can play safety. So um, I just think you got to figure it out um, in terms of getting depth. You know, kind of what you did with offensive line a little bit, I wouldn't be opposed to getting a couple guys like that, you know, where, you know, if slash when you're hit with injuries – the drop-off isn't as huge as maybe it would have been last year. So, yeah, I think that'll do it, guys, for our look at the positions of need for the Indianapolis Colts, how they should address them long or short term. Let us know in the comments below what you think about each position group that we talked about. Let us know if you think the Colts should address them long term or short term. We want to hear your feedback. Thank you guys so much for all your support. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.